Hello and welcome to today's episode of our globalization podcast. With this episode, we will focus on the multiculturalism and the national identity in a globalized world. Today, for most of us, multicultural society is something normal and for sure we do profit from living in a multiculturalized society. We have a large variety and we can get to know, for example, other cultures or customs. But there are as well problems which can develop by this sort of society, for example, the loss of a national identity. And today we will watch closer to reveal reveal factors that influence this changement and that is the globalization which has an effect on nearly everything. Before we take a look on Great Britain society and how multicultural it really is, are we going to clear some expressions? So first first of all, what is multiculturalism and what's national identity and which factors can influence it and um, yeah, which countries are an example for living together with various cultures. And then we will have an interview with Nicole Rudolph, who talks with me, who will talk with me about her experiences as a German living in Britain and um, her multi and the multicultural life in London. Okay, so what is multiculturalism? I think nearly every one of us has already heard the term multiculturalism. But, um, yeah, so multiculturalism is a cultural pluralism and it's especially in modern countries. And, um, yeah, there are well, different point of views from different groups in the society. And, um, yeah, cultures, races, ethnicities and minorities um, become acknowledged of their differences. Um, so, for example, the recognition of contributions and an autonomous right of governance. Um, they have their own right to be there as they are. They don't have to change or they don't have to assimilate. So their um, multiculturalism is often as well like a compensation for, for example, faster discrimination, oppression or slavery, um, where the groups or the minorities have been suppressed. Um, and multiculturalism is as well a contrast to the theory of a traditional liberal democracy. So... Uh, in a liberal democracy, there's one collective and one common culture. And the citizens are often not really equal in their rights. So there's an assimilation and there's one unified national, national culture. And other cultures have to um, give up their own culture, their own identity um, to, yeah, to become... Um, as the given culture so they are different so multiculturalism is like yeah, the theory of a salad bowl it's um, like a metaphor the salad bowl and um, the salad bowl should express the um, diversity 
and um, that everything together creates something beautiful and um, yeah, every part of the bowl has the right to be there um, as they are. They don't have to um, have to change or assimilate. And um, with the multiculturalism, the focus is bigger on the int integrity. And um, yeah, um, so um, I think Great Britain is known as a typical and as a typical multicultural and inclusive country. So when we think about multiculturalism or multicultural countries, cities, we um, think about London and Great Britain. So first of all, because um, Great Britain is constituted of four nations. So there's England, Scotland, Wales and Northern Ireland. And um, they all have different dialects, customs, customs, music, languages and history. And um, as well, Great Britain uh, has had many different ancestors. So there's a proximi proximity to Europe and a trade with European nations um, and as well a free movement of people. And another factor, which is quite interesting, I think, is the multicultural royal family because former kings and queens came from um, European royal families and they married into the British royal family. Um, and as well the time of the colonialism influenced the British multiculturalism because the Britons were spread all around the world and uh, they were very yes, successful with um, the colonialism and so cult culture and food um, were imported and um, yeah, studies say that more than 300 languages are spoken today in the United Kingdom. So that's quite a lot, and yeah, including dialects. But yeah, and um, at the heart of Britain, uh, the multiculturalism is wider spread than small towns or villages, which um, yeah, it's quite clear because the heart of Britain it's like bigger cities, like for example London or Birmingham, and in um, where most people immigrate to because um, they can find better jobs and um, as well, um, yeah, factories or uh, employees are there. So yeah, they search for work, and um, it's more popular to. Um, to immigrate to a bigger city than to small towns or villages. And um, yeah, but as well, the attitude in Great Britain concerning the multiculturalism is very split. So in, the bigger, in these bigger cities, um, people are often more, um, more open, more open-minded towards um, other cultures. And um, in, on the countryside, there are more nationalistic movements and as well yeah, concerning the Brexit, um, they don't really want new immigrants and um, yeah, this kind of multiculturalism. And um, that's a problem which is quite difficult to solve, but um, it's not only a British problem, so it's as well in other countries because one third of all Londoners are foreign born. So 
it's very much and especially in the years 2001 to 2011 there was a huge wave of immigrants and um, there's so many people who said it, who say that the, um, in Britain the multiculturalism has failed because the gaps between the groups are just too big so there isn't really an integration there's not an assimilation but there's as well not an integration and without an integration multiculturalism doesn't really work out um, but we will but in the end of this episode we will come back to this point and um, yeah discuss whether the multiculturalism works out or not Okay, so the second aspect we will uh, have a look on is the national identity. And a national identity describes the sense of being part in a state uh, and a nation. And um, yeah, national identity is like a nation which uh, sticks together and um, isn't divided. And there are um, characteristics such as traditions and the same culture religion, language and history um, which supports the foundation of um, building a national identity and a national identity has to be seen separated from the real cit citizenship. So it's more like a we and a they feeling and um, it's a patriotism as a form and which can be good but which can lead as well to pretty extreme forms, for example, chauvinism and nationalism, which excludes other groups. So it's as well split it into a civic and an ethnic nationalism, and um, often inner and outer groups um, res result um, from national identity or from a too big nationalism, so the outer groups get suppressed and um, yeah, separation. But um, a national identity doesn't have automatically lead to a um, deroga derogation or conflicts with the outer groups. So um, yeah, it it can work out, but it doesn't have to. So um, yeah, and as well. With bigger immigration, um, the challenges uh, facing the national identity grow because um, there's an inclusive and an exclusiveness um, and people um, who immigrate, for example, to Great Britain ha already have their national identity and um, so they they don't want to give up their old national identity, but for sure they um, they feel the influence from um, from the new country or from their new home, um, and probably they yeah the new country get their new national identity, and um, yeah this works out because um, a we and today feeling is created, but. If this national identity leads to, to uh, separateness and an exclusion, um, it's a problem.
Okay, so now we will watch um, closer to the Britons, uh, multicultural society, and um, yeah, there was a changement to the multicultural society, especially after World War Two, because um, the immigration from the Commonwealth countries such as Africa and um, Caribbean and the Caribbeans uh, grew, and um, yeah but as well with the immigration the tensions and the conflicts grew for example the Notting hill area in london 1958 and um yeah the carnival by london's population of um and but after these conflicts it, it became a huge uh, street festival and as well as symbol of diversity and a successful integration so there was like a changement from conflict to um to a good statement and um yeah and there are as well concerns that multiculturalism leads to a disintegration and advocates a common culture which allows for differences so um the integration and the concept um of cultural cultural diversity and mutual tolerance and um yeah the ethnic diversity uh, so there's a huge concentration of ethnic minorities in major cities and um, the multiculturalism in Britain is as well presented in the variety of food so today there's food from all over the world um, whether Asian corner shops French bakeries Chinese takeaways or Indian restaurants there's nearly everything uh, everything is presented and um, you, yeah, but that changed over the, and developed through the years. So um, 40, or 40 years ago, um, that, yeah, that wasn't a reality. And, um, but in Britain, there isn't that much literature concerning the impact of, for example, the immigration um on the Britain on Britain's identity. Um only like two um quite popular uh authors like um first of all Sadie Smith and um as well Hanif Qureshi and um they focus on the people stuck in between two cultures so the conflict of a national identity and whether giving up the own or the old national identity and um, yeah and or taking the new one and um, I will um, talk as well about a book written by Sadie Smith which is called uh, White Teeth and um, yeah it concerns as well this topic and um, I think it's quite interesting and yeah, so it's very difficult to say whether the model of the multiculturalism is working out in Britain. So for sure the country or the metropoles such as London or Birmingham are multicultural, but the success of the integration and um, the living together in the country is often criticized. criticized. So people hold on to their own national identity um, and um, 
yeah, and this can lead also into a clash of cultures because um, when one country or yeah, one group of people has um, their own yeah, their beliefs, they can be very uh, contradictional to another group. So um, and they can hurt their values and that's not how multiculturalism should work out but um yeah okay so another factor um which influences a lot influences it a lot is the globalization so globalization leads to global community and as well a global village develops and um yeah, multiculturalism can be seen as an impact of the globalization because um, with globalization there's a bigger variety of nearly everything and um, for example in the food industry um, yeah and this supports um, building a multicultural society um, which hasn't been um, able to create uh, for example 150 years ago and um, yeah as well there are other opinions or attitudes so um, people aren't nation citizens anymore um, but they become world citizens so um, yeah, as an effect of the globalization, um, the national identity um, can be can be replaced, and um, the, yeah, and for sure this could be good because um, the exclusion um, could be prevented. So there are no inner or outer groups anymore, but. Um, as well a national identity um, and the re-feeling um, has its good side so um, people have something in common and then probably all whole the world would have something in common but um, there would be big differences between them uh, still and yeah but on the other hand globalization um, gives children or uh, people in general um, the option or the possibility um, to achieve a better education um, because we we know um, news or what's happening from all over the world we are always connected and um, the chances to achieve something um, are today as well way better than uh, in the past and we can just travel around um, if we want to and we can discover new countries and that wasn't possible and um, so globalization has for sure an impact and um, a positive but as well a negative in some ways because um, it can make it more difficult um, because not everybody wants this um, huge waves of immigration but um, 
the people in the countries, for example in Britain, they profit from it as well. So it's like a giving and taking and um, if there's a balance, in my opinion, it's then there are no real problems because um, yeah, balance is always the key to a good um, living and a good living together and a good attitude and yeah. For today's episode, our guest is Nicole Rudolph. Uh, welcome, Nicole. Um, could you tell us something about you, first of all? Um, yeah, so I'm I'm Nicole. I um, I've been living in London since 2001. Um, that's when I came over for work, and I also studied in London twice before. So. All in all, I think I've been here for 22 years. Um, yeah, always in London. Mm -hmm. Okay, so very interesting. And um, so our topic for today is multiculturalism and national identity. And mm -hmm. um, I think nearly everybody um, has this picture or the vision um, of the perfect multiculturalized London in his head and um, is this the reality or is it only yeah, wish, wishfulness thinking or what would you say? I think um, that it is very multicultural and um, that um, it's doing quite well with that because um, for example we have um, an Asian mayor here mm -hmm. uh, Siddiq Khan has been mayor has been just re-elected um, he's also a Muslim, and uh, that was, you know, it's quite quite an, an important step uh, towards a multicultural um, society, I think, um, and um, and that is going very well. But um, I think there's still a lot of work to do. Yeah, so there's um, even though it is quite multicultural, I think there are definitely people who. Um, have disadvantages in this society still and um, it's definitely not equal but I think um, you know in in many comparing to many cities in the world um, it is heading in the right direction I think yeah yeah that's true and I think as well um, in comparison to Germany uh, London or Great Britain in general is uh, quite further ahead um, concerning the multiculturalism um, yes we had as you probably know we had a big big backslash here because yeah. people the brexit right and from my point of view brexit is um is like a how can i say an outcry against multiculturalism it's not against europe which many people think it is against that um, that people didn't like the multicultural society and because they couldn't vote for anything else they they had the option of voting against something and so they voted against foreigners um, in you know that's what they voted against not against european the interesting thing is that it wasn't london who voted for that 
London majority voted remain. They wanted to stay in Europe. London, so London, you know, the Londoners are very happy in this multicultural society, but the outside world, um, you know, the, the countryside saw London and didn't like what they saw. So I think that is quite often the case that the countryside not necessarily agrees with what's happening in big cities. Yeah, so there's a big gap between the countryside and the the heart of Great, Great Britain and London. And yeah. Yeah, it's two different things, exactly. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. And um, how do you experience the multiculturalism in your everyday life in London? And um, probably, so you said that you uh, live in London since 2001. And uh -huh. did it Did the multiculturalism change um, over the years? And probably is there like a relation to the globalization? Um, so I think I think we would need to start in the 90s because the first time I came to London was in 92. And um, and then later on um, things, you know, that was still kind of Thatcher years had just about finished or were finishing and then we had another Tory government and I think things have to be seen in political context because there are some political parties who like multiculturalism and some who don't like it that much and they stand for that and so when I came you know when I was kind of in my 20s and 30s um, London or the UK was very multiculturalist and liked that a lot And um, so you could see the change throughout the 90s. You know, when you came in the 90s, you didn't have that many different restaurants. Um, things changed a lot. End of 90s, 2000s, it was a very, very buzzing city with lots of um, different, you know, different cultures from all over the world. And that is certainly very nice. That was the reason why I like London so much. You know, I, I like that I go through the streets and I hear different uh, languages and I have friends from all over the world and they bring all their different cultures. I like that very much and that's why I chose it. Um, so it has changed. I think um, globalism is, or globalization is, has a bit of a negative um, ring to it because I think that is not necessarily, um, you know, the nice or everybody living together and everybody happy, big family, which is the bit that I like. Um, globalization also has a lot to do with maybe taking advantage of cheaper labor somewhere else and having, you know, kind of, um, you know, yeah, have kind of, supporting our lifestyle through getting cheap labor somewhere else and allowing that globally and that then has effects on you know kind of having unemployment at home and and issues like that so I think they are kind of from my point of view two different kettle of fish um, but if you mean globalization in that we all come together and we hopefully can live in peace together then yeah that is nice Yeah, but yeah, I think there are as well advantages of globalization. So um, people have better chances uh, mm -hmm. um, with, in a globalized world, like better education and um, yes. 
traveling or the chance of yeah, discovering, uh, experiencing a new culture that's well easier. Um, mm -hmm. And um, yeah, I think it's um, as well that um, through the globalization, um, the national identity gets replaced or it's like a goal to um, replace the national identity for like the world identity with um, the yeah like a world nation and mm -hmm. um, yeah I think some people find that very difficult um, mm. I think it makes them very scared and you know I'm I'm a person who embraces um, you know the world and I, I I'm very curious about other countries other cultures um, but sometimes when it goes too fast I think people are a bit overwhelmed and that's when you see um, things happening like what you saw in America and what you have seen here so when you know yeah it, it, it is difficult to bring that all together because some people might just you know there, there are many prejudices which come with that as well. I think people who want to embrace it, um, that's great, and they have a great chance to do so nowadays. But um, it's hard for some people, if you see what I mean. Do you understand what I mean? Yeah, yeah, and probably especially for older people or um, yeah, people in countryside, the country, uh, yeah, the country. Yeah, it could, and, it could be. Yeah. yeah, I'm sometimes could, surprised how much young people are so scared as well. I yeah. don't. I don't understand okay. that but yeah it's uh, yeah but uh, yeah generally it's older people yeah or or my age you know which is also older but i'm very surprised when somebody who's 50 has these ideas because i don't consider them that old i mean i consider them having you know traveled and seen things but you find it nevertheless yeah yeah and um do you think that living in another country or um, yeah, is automatically related to losing or yeah, or giving up the own culture, or do you think it's possible to combine these two identities? So in your case, it's um, the German and the British identity, and yeah, what would you say? Do you feel greater Britain or greater German in a way? <laughs> I think, and I've heard that for many people. I think people who choose to live somewhere else actually becomes more connected to their old bit so I feel much more German than when I left Germany that's kind of weird isn't it yeah. <laughs> but that yeah but that's that's how I feel because I have you know I have a view on Germany I'm kind of an outsider I watch Germany I I didn't leave Germany because I didn't like Germany I like Germany very much um, I just was curious to find to have a bit of an adventure you know to kind of live not the same life again um, and just do it and um, and so I, I maybe there's also different different ways when you leave so I left you know I have a very luxurious problem you know I was thinking maybe I'm a bit bored at home and I want to try something new you know that's very different to a refugee who has to leave their home because the bombs are dropping on their head you know so I'm um, they might feel actually more at home in the country where they have been welcomed um I feel um yeah I feel very strong in my German identity and I feel very strong in my European identity I think that's also very big and I don't feel 
necessarily very much uh, British. I feel very, um, I feel very connected. I to London, and I like London, and I want the best for you know Britain, uh, but I want the best for Germany too. It's funny because I lived. Um, quite some time in New York I don't know whether you know that but I lived in New York and I'm obviously through my husband very much connected to Sydney and I would would say that all these places um, you know have a very big um, reference point in my life and I, I feel very connected to them um, so no I think I didn't lose anything I just gained I think yeah, and German, you know, I look at myself and think, oh, that's so German, Nicole, what you do there. So I feel, yeah, I, I feel very German, yeah. So you see, um, yeah, Britain uh, more as a, as a new chance, a new experience to gain um, than, yeah, really, um, yeah, new identity. And, okay. Um, yeah, not, not an identity, exactly, just gaining a bit more, you know, mm -hmm. having having two things next to each other and just having, it's like speaking two languages. It just enables you to experience the world a bit more, I think. And I was curious to do that. I thought that was exciting. I still think it's exciting. Yeah, I think so too. But um, I've often heard from, um, yeah, probably it depends from, um, from which country uh, people Mm -hmm. um, yeah, people migrate to another country. Yes. And yeah, um, yeah how they how they integrate themselves and mm -hmm. um, yeah, where they whether they can keep their own identity or um, or not. But um, so in the yeah. past, yeah, because we're quite similar. You know, the British and the English, uh, the British, yeah. <laughs> British and English, yeah, British yeah. and the are quite similar. You know. Um, European, um, the religions are quite similar, all that, you know, all that what makes you is quite similar. So it's not such a massive step, really. And that that's the same with Australia and America, really. It's, they are all very similar, but different in some aspects. And that's fun. Yeah, that's true. And so in the past, there have been different um, yeah, expl explanations um, for multicultural living together. And um, so one theory is like a salad bowl. So um, mm -hmm. different cultures are mixed um, together and it's more like a coexisting with different cultures. And yeah, so when I listen uh, to what you said, I think, um, yeah, the British um, societies as well rate a salad bowl than um, the other theory, the me melting pot. So groups melt together. And the theory is that the stronger yeah stronger metal in a way is created but they mm. have to become one and it's um, more assimilation and integration which in my opinion is very negative um and yeah what would you say are um these theories still um yeah still actual or is there something between everything or Mm. I think that, um, you know, a person's life is not really long, as you know, you know, 100 years or 50 years or whatever is not very long. And I think, you know, my 20 years in the, you know, in, in the scale of things is nothing, is no time really. So I think that's when you have 
more of a salad bowl kind of thing, right? Mm-hmm. Um, there are certain aspects which are um, multicultural and linked together, you know, and where where probably a stronger thing has come about with this. But in the long term, I mean, when you look at, for example, at Cologne, you know, Cologne was basically um, occupied by so many different um, people, you know, the Romans, the French, you know, and they stayed and they mixed and they brought their their all their things with them, you know, the the house numbers in Cologne, you know, the they're from the French and then the the Romans who who build all the Roman baths and all of that. And I think we don't even think of that anymore that they brought that to us. And that's the same here in in the UK where the Romans brought a lot of things over to to the UK and basically pushed them forward and nobody would say anymore or oh, is your father or your grand grand grandfather roman you know i mean and i think this thing it it needs a longer time to become a melting pot if you see what i mean i think 20 years 50 years is just the beginning and that's in the beginning it's more of a salad bowl and then certain aspects are starting to mix and then over time you just forget that actually that wasn't really yours you know it was somebody else brought it in and you just think oh that that is mine isn't it no actually you know it came from somewhere else and I think that's quite nice to see that like that isn't it yeah that's true and I think as well um the past of um Great Britain with um the colonialism um yes well uh, some kind of a beginning of the multiculturalism because the Britons were spread all over the world and Mm. already yeah in these years they uh, imported very yeah the cultures of other countries and food and um, yeah they wanted to separate it quite so they you know they always call themselves kind of expats they go and they rule they don't want to mix so much but it's kind of when they you know because people for example fall, fall in love and they they marry and then things start to go a totally different way you know and I think that is when things starting to mix but originally it was very much like we go and we bring our little Britain over there and we set that up there which is quite interesting when you know now go and visit to these places because you find all these colonial buildings you know so it's a different kind of way but they I don't I don't think they definitely went they went to mix they went to rule you know yeah yeah, but I think it was like an impact of the yes, um, like a small beginning and um, mm-hmm. yeah, and for yeah, so Germany, um, so they had that um, yeah, the past of colonialism. So probably um, that's as well one reason why um, Germany mm. is not as multiculturalized as Britain is today. I don't know, but it could be. <laughs> Well, I don't, I, I don't know. I mean, Germany had a few colonies in Africa. I, I don't know. We, we don't learn about that much in school, which I find interesting. I, I only learned about that in my 20s, that we had a few colonies as well. But um, I think that has to do that Germany became a state very much later, you know. And yeah. so we were all over the place still kind of trying to find who are we and how do we fit together. But I think our mixing or our, our uh, multi culturalism comes more from mixing Europe 
you see what I mean, mm -hmm. and not so far um, ashore, kind of, you know, yes, we didn't go to India or places like that. And yeah, so yeah, to a certain degree, we are less so and we I think we don't have the Germans don't have that um, entrepreneurship, this kind of like, okay, we just get up and go and set something up somewhere. It's very hard for for Germans, I think. And the English, the British definitely have that. Mm. Yeah, and I think as well the um, the national identity is uh, yeah is way stronger in Britain than in Germany. And uh, so in Germany, it's <laughs> often yeah um, something negative or greater negative um, mm -hmm. to yeah to um, identity probably yes of uh, Germany's past with the nationalism yeah. yes. um, mm. so I think in Britain it's way too normal to, to be proud of being British um, yes but it has all changed with Brexit a bit yeah. we have the, really the last five years have been very interesting over here so whereas before maybe 10 years ago somebody was waving a union flag you know union jack flag uh, people wouldn't think anything and now they think oh voted Brexit or she won. so it's it, it has changed it's very interesting to see how things can change in a country so quickly and it's um, yeah it's very interesting to watch so so yes you know in the past I would have said the national identity was much more easily being displayed and people were happy to display it at the moment they're also a bit confused over here mm. <laughs> Understandable, yeah. Yeah. Okay, so um, yeah, I think uh, the interview was really interesting, and I thank you very much for your time. You're welcome. Yeah. So I hope you have a great day. Thank uh, you. Okay. <laughs> and uh, yeah, well, good luck with it, and let me. I will now present you the book um, White Teeth, written um, by Sadie Smith in the year 2000, and it's a novel. And um, yeah, so first of all, I will say uh, something about the author. So Sadie Smith was born in Williston in London in 1975, mm, and she grew up in a multicultural family. So her mother uh, comes from Jamaica, and her dad is English. And um, yes, she's studied English literature, literature and um, received a contract in an agency. And um, then she published um, in, in the year 2000 um, her first book, which is White Teeth. And um, that was a success. Um, so today she's a professor at the University of New York City for creative writing and um, she discusses and deals in her books with um, actual and political issues. So for example, the American dream, racism um, and the gap between the first and the third world um, and as well multiculturalism. So the book White Teeth um, thematizes thematizes the multicultural living together in London um, and it's especially about the lives or the chances of, of um, 
migrants from post-colonies of Britain, so Africa, Asia, and the Caribbean. Um, and the book won several prizes, for example, the Guardian First Book Award. Um, and it is situated in the year 1975, so it's, uh, it's in the past, but uh, even though the topic is still um, very interesting and um, yeah, actual, and um, it shows that even though there, um, there wasn't yet real globalization, the multiculturalism was already there, so the time after, the world, after World War II, um, and the book is about the life of Archie Jones, um, who is a working class man, and um, he has a failed marriage and is quite depressive, so he was thinking about committing suicide and then got rescued by the owner of the shop. And um, yeah, this incident gave um, his life a new chance. Um, and there are as well two other North London families. So first of all, Samad Iqbal. Um, who is Archie's best friend and he's a Muslim and um, the two had to serve together in, the, in World War II and um, yeah so for example um, after um, Ik Samad Iqbal sent his uh, son to Bangladesh um, and so yeah that he should identify more with uh, the Islam and um, yeah, to become a, a good Muslim, um, he came back as an atheist and an intellectual. And um, yeah, the book shows in a humorous way the problem with finding an identity and being split between two identities. And um, yeah, and it's written quite funny. Um, and the um, there. Yes, as well another family called Charlton, which uh, doesn't play that big uh, role in the book, but um, they um, impressed Archie's daughter uh, and Samad's son. And um, yeah, the book represents as well the social uh, advance advancement. Um, and yeah. And I can really recommend it, uh, recommend to read it. Um, and yeah, so it's there, yeah, the living together of um, different cultures and um, the clash which can uh, develop is um, represented by um, everyday situations and. Um, yeah, a funny constellation of the families, um, which is, yeah, which makes it more interesting to read. But um, even though I think um, the book uh, can teach us something, and um, yeah, that's quite good. today and I found it very interesting to get a better insight into the topic multiculturalism and um, I've learned a lot as well about the problems which can appear by multiculturalism and national identity 
in um, relation to globalization and for sure it is a very complex problem uh, so that there is no easy solution for peaceful and satisfying living together and um, I don't think there will ever be like a perfect multiculturalized society because impacts such as uh, in Britain the Brexit can throw the whole process backwards and unfortunately a completely equal country for everybody doesn't exist um, so there are just too many prejudices and stereotypes um, which um, remain from the past yeah and even though there's definitely a connection to the globalization um, multiculturalism already exists for a long time and is um, yeah as Nicole mentioned um, before already attributable um, to the occupation period uh, for example the Romes and um, yeah the importance of a national identity uh, differ in my opinion from each country and even um, from generation to generation um, which is obviously an effect of the globalization but as well of um, what we learned from the past and yeah i hope you enjoyed listening to the podcast and i wish you a wonderful day and um yeah see you next time goodbye <laughs>